0: one you have to really love yourself and then you have to figure out what works for you like what steps in self-care and self-love and gratitude and beliefs like all of the things that help build and grow you because we are in my opinion souls having a human experience so how are you feeling your soul how are you taking care of that person in there because i had no routine for a while and then i i got i'm getting old you know i was getting older and i was like just yeah. You know, it's tough. It mm-hmm. is tough. So a lot of times the person we're searching for is ourselves and we don't know how to even dig in deep. We're going all this exterior stuff and you got to get in there and like um I don't think there's one method. I know um my mom, you know, going to church every like literally that's that fills her. Mm-hmm. For me, I I manifest I, I, medit- I manifest too, but I meditate. Um I like to, you know, do outdoor stuff, which is why I love LA. I love traveling, um, and I love like just. I live alone with two cats, so I sit with myself and I like just process things and I process my emotions and mm-hmm. and it's not always easy and like even meditation, people think that you gotta like silence your mind. No, you sit with yourself. You're just sitting with yourself yeah. and eventually your mind gets used to like taking breaks because you have all these thoughts running and you just they start to slow because eventually they have to if you if you if you can, if you're consistently working out on your mental health and um, um I started going to therapy um you know that that was helpful I felt like sometimes everything is so internal Mm -hmm. and you don't it's nice to have a conversation with someone that you don't have to like that's just not like a family member and you gotta go back to and be like oh I, I opened up and you know and these I know not everybody has access to these things but the things that you can do are like going out in nature and getting sunlight sometimes sitting down and taking deep breaths like breathwork meditation did I didn't even know what it was and suddenly it opens you up we only take in about 30 percent of oxygen on every breath so these are shallow breaths we our daily breathing is shallow when you do breathwork meditation you're getting about 70 percent more oxygen so it helps you oxygenate your brain your blood it gets it flowing you know all of that kind of stuff helps and everybody's into wellness in LA for the most part anyway so it just pops up and you just got to make sure it's real for you and what what works for you.
1: So you mentioned uh, one of the highlights of your career. What has been one of the most challenging experiences thus far?
2: Transitioning to another career yeah. was challenging. Um, just to be doing it kind of late. I mean, I know I'm not by any means was old at 33, but, you know, being a 33-year-old intern where, you know, the person that you're working under is 26 you know, you're like one of the oldest people, like the CEO, the boss is a year older than you. Like, it's interesting, um, just that dynamic, because, you know, instead of me being like, I don't know, like in the middle of the height of my career, I went back to square one. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, and I had to learn everything over again, I had to start from the beginning, and I had to work the ranks. Luckily, I feel like, I'm highly favored and God is on my side. And I feel like he um, he was like the catalyst, like he kind of sped it up for me a little bit. Like he kind of he brought me closer to the front of the line. And I think that's just by favor, you know, because I know people who've been working for a long, long, long time before they get like a gig that they really like in the space. So um, I am lucky in that regard. But yeah, I'd say just the transition to another career at that age what, it was difficult. It wasn't easy at all.
1: It I easy love all. that you mentioned that as well, because we often have to go through humbling experiences, I feel like, to get to where we want to be. And yes. not everyone's ready for that either, especially mm-hmm. when you're at a, a position where you're like, I got degrees, you know, multiple yeah. degrees. <laughs> and here I am answering <laughs> to this 26-year-old, you know. Yes. But this is the this is what I have to go through to get to where I want to go. So it's worth that sacrifice in the time being, it's hard, (laughs) it's challenging, Mm -hmm. but look at where you've been able to go because of it, you know? So I just want to tell people, appreciate those humbling times because it's, it's taking you somewhere, even if you don't see it,
0: (laughs) Absolutely,
1: stick with it. I was going to ask you that you brought up sampling, how, what is that process like? Cause I know you're, you're known for taking samples and making them your own. What is that process like getting cleared and all that good stuff?
3: Uh it's it can sometimes be very challenging. Um, but how initially how I got started sampling, it wasn't even intentional. I just was when I did um I used a lot of samples early on in my career, but I just knew how to hide them and right. took them. And um a lot of times it's a process um now because you know it's pretty popular. So
1: right.
3: you know, a lot of times it can it could be a headache um, in the process. Yeah, they want their money now. <laughs> you know, it's the type of thing I try to tell people, like, really, you know, take the time and hire somebody. They have actual services, companies that clear samples for you. Okay. So sometimes artists think they got to Oh, I got to call Michael Jackson to have a conversation. Yeah, no people don't want to talk to you.
1: Right. <laughs> they talk talk to my people
3: right like they have people that you pay to go you 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 sample the record and before you put it out it's very key people listen to this do not put the song out without it getting cleared. okay that's the easiest way for you to lose anything because you lose all negotiating power you have no say so at that point if you put it out without it being cleared or at least have a conversation that they're aware of it um you, you record the record, do what you do to it, send it to the proper company. They reach out to the writers of the song and the person that owns the publishing, okay? And that's very key, because a lot of people think, like uh, like Kaya got mad at somebody for sampling my neck, my back, and they never talked to her. Kaya don't, don't own the rights to her song, mm. so. They went to talk to whoever owned the rights to the song and then that person told kyle this is what you're going to get paid this is what we negotiated and this is what it is the song the deal is done Wow. so it's it's a very big business um and once you do that you know you decide on um you know they give you a number usually a flat rate um you pay that that money and Negotiate on the percentage of the song that that person is going to own, and that's it.
1: Fast forward to now, bad web, bad web series, which I think is a genius idea. I love the idea of, you know, just kind of making fun of these these bad web series that have poor production quality and you know, poor acting. Um, But it still is is shot very well and it still comes across very well because it's great writing.
4: Just, baby, I'm sorry. I know what you saw me. I look funny, but believe me. I would never do anything to jeopardize what we I love you and only you. What is this? I'm doing it. In.
0: Hey, you hey, know. hey, you hey, hey! Oh my God! Oh, you lucky? You are lucky. I'm on my way to see Jess and Latavia right now. Can you tell Jess to call me then?
4: Oh, no, you you,
0: No! no.
4: Let him go! Don't let me catch you sleep! I was finishing up DC Yuppies, and I was thinking about, you know, all the things that happen behind the scenes that nobody else sees. All you all see is, you know, what's on camera, what we post. So I was thinking, you know, there were times where people would forget, you know, we're shooting, uh, you know, a, a second part of a scene, and you need to wear that same outfit from yesterday and they show up in different clothes. And it's like, how are we gonna write this into the script? What happened? Or um, maybe somebody didn't show up that day and now we have to write them out on the spot. So I was like, this is a show behind the show. So how can we incorporate that and put it on camera so people can kind of get an idea of you know, what happens in production? So that was where the idea came from. And, um, one of my friends, uh, co-creator, shout out Toronto, he and uh, I just was sitting there and I just said hey you want to write a web series with me and he really was like okay and we just started (laughs) writing from there and that's how it came about and now here we are three seasons later.
1: That's so dope and you're still creating That's there's a new series coming or a new episode coming? Yeah
4: there's um, season three we actually finished it um it'll be on Quelly TV which is like a black streaming service. So they, awesome. nice. they have seasons one and two right now and they're all um, getting ready to push season three coming soon. But yeah, yes. well,
1: thank you, thank you. that is so awesome. That's such a dope idea. Like, first of all, people don't necessarily understand what goes into a big budget show, mm-hmm. but then what goes into, you know, a, a smaller budget, independent yeah. Uh, web series, like you said, actors might not show up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you don't have those big budgets or those big contracts. They might, you know, just aren't, there isn't always the same commitment, or they might have a nine to five they got to go to, or they exactly. can't show up, you know? Yeah. So there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that, man, we've, the the viewers take for granted. So yeah. putting that you know out there for the people to see makes you kind of look you know just in the time that I've done like little background stuff. I I look at TV so much differently now. I'm looking at the background. I'm looking at you know costumes and lighting because you get that experience. So a lot of the time, people who are just watching mm-hmm. don't think about those things. So that helps them to do that and, and get a. Everybody wants the inside peek, right? Like everybody yeah. wants the exclusive. So.
4: Yeah, i definitely call it the web series for web series creators because i think yeah. like if everybody has ever written one or starred in one you are you're definitely going to understand it and if you're just you know regular audience you'll just laugh at it because you've seen like things happen on tv and you're like that one's supposed to be there
1: right so, right yeah. oh my god i noticed that so much more now i was watching an old <laughs> episode of a different world mm-hmm. and one of the characters was on the steps and they like moved it and like so quickly he was in a whole nother part of the room what did he fly like there's no way exactly (laughs) there's no way possible for him to be that but editing sometimes doesn't catch those things Yeah. and i think that's one of the things like when you talk about like it's for people who create web series one of the things that is so special about comedy is it just makes fun of real life like like Mm -hmm. people the comedy that sticks is is comedy that is the most realistic. The stuff that people have just been through. It's just like, yeah. oh, I can laugh at that because I've been through that. Mm-hmm. Have you ever gotten caught up in that where something was released prior to clearing or
3: boy. <laughs> like I said, uh I always refer back to City Girls Turkey Letter. It was an eye-opening experience. Okay. Because initially we were term- we were told no uh-huh. about they, they refused, they didn't want to clear the sample at first. And it's two samples, it's uh, percolator and Planet Rock. And um, my DJ background, you know, the kid in me, the nostalgia part of me, I was like, oh man, this is gonna be crazy, this is gonna be crazy. People ain't heard of Planet Rock in a minute. We finna kill them, we finna kill them. And I didn't know that this old school group called Kraftwerk, the old German electronic group, okay? So I didn't know Planet Rock was sampled from them. I had no idea. So when we was talking about it, they was like, "Yeah, man," Crawford said. No, I said, "Who was who Crawford?" <laughs> I thought we had to do African Bottle, but no. Um, there was a lot, lot of sp-
1: stuff was samples even back then. People were sampling.
3: There, Renee, this is the thing about it, and I I laugh when people say stuff like this. They like, oh people now they're still not creative and I was like you do realize there's nothing new under the sun
5: okay
3: okay so for a song to sound good and pleasing to the ear it has to kind of remind you you nostalgia
1: yeah
3: -hmm. and I realize is there's literally a step even if you play something over or just play something that you think is creative there's so much music out there so much music I guarantee you, there's only so many combinations that notes go together that sound right together. There's somebody that could sue for copyright infringement for every song, whether it's a lyric, a melody, a drum pattern, the whole nine. So, you know, um, but that one was one because uh, Turculator got leaked. Okay, it got leaked on the album leak and it was a nightmare it was it was exciting but it was a nightmare because I never had nothing happen like that before right and luckily for me from my end I didn't have to deal with that because it definitely didn't come for me mm-hmm. I didn't have to do the whole album so I had access to my song um and when the song got it was such a roller coaster like, you go from being excited about this song coming out and then you get told, no, they're not going to clear it. So you got to go, okay, well, on to the next one. The drawing on board, yeah. Then you go to dinner or a bar and somebody, you're looking at your Instagram and Twitter and people for a whole year was telling me to release the twerking later. Then around October, November, it disappeared. I was like, okay, cool. Nobody's mm-hmm. worried. Keep in mind, it got leaked in June of 2020. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Doing the 2020, so it didn't die down to October, okay. And I'm thinking it's done. Woo, woo. man! January first hit, and somebody was like, "Man, congratulations!" People just kept telling them, "Congratulations!" I was like, okay, <laughs> and so it went on for like a couple of months. I'm like, "Why you?" I stopped somebody. I was like, "Why? Why do you? Why everybody keep telling me congratulations?" It's like, oh, your song is going crazy on uh TikTok. I was like, what you mean it's going crazy on TikTok? It's like there's a dance to Torculator on TikTok. I was like, how?
1: <laughs>
3: how does this happen? It's not on Apple Music, it's not on Spotify, to my knowledge. And some kind of way they got a hold of it. And the girl Charlie, that was the the main big dancer on TikTok, she went crazy to it. And um, I when I went to her page and checked it out, it was like an eight million TikToks.
1: Wow!
3: On her page alone. So that's when I hit up Coach K from QCSA. Hey, dog, happy new year! But I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, <laughs> we need to go reach back out to them folks and uh, see what we can do. And um, that was it. We worked it out, and like a month and a half later. <laughs>
1: I would say the best
2: advice I've received and I can't remember who I heard it from was to, you have to put shoes on your prayers. And Mm -hmm. I say that a lot too.
5: Mm -hmm. Um,
2: and for, and for what that means for me is, you know, some people are like, I, you know, I prayed about it. I'm just gonna pray about it and leave it alone and, and go on about my life as normal and Mm -hmm. they don't make any changes. And then they are frustrated why things aren't, you know, turning out the way they want to, because you have to meet God halfway, you mm-hmm. know? You can't pray for a new job and you're not out here looking for a new job. You know what I mean? Like You have to put shoes on your prayers. So I feel like that's what I've done. I've prayed, I've prayed, I've prayed over things. Almost, I feel like to a fault, like I've I spent too much time sitting still When I just, all I needed to do was get started. And once I finally reached that epiphany and I got started, things started to fall into place because I had to put shoes on my prayers.
5: Yeah, creative block is a very real thing. Um, And I was even trying to identify, like, how does it kind of creep up slowly? Is it trying to do too many things? Is it trying to produce too many ideas, you know, at one time, putting too much on my plate? and then it becomes jumbled and i haven't quite figured out the answer but it's really one of those i have to i'm such a like visual person i have to write it down all the ideas all the feelings and mm-hmm. i have to try and um parse out you know okay what am i feeling yeah. even down to like what are the colors you know that i'm seeing pop up routinely i really have to get through um I get down to the minutiae of where I am mentally and physically, um, I have to step back from the work for sure. I feel like I can't create because then I'll just end up re- redoing a chair 10 times. I'm like, ah, I don't really like that fabric. So now I've wasted fabric because I'm trying to force it upon a chair versus really allowing myself space to just stop or rest
2: mm-hmm. and
5: you know, rest is such a big, big part of the creative process. It feels really counterproductive to feel like, well, I got to stop and just think versus just doing. Um, But I'm like the way that I have had to lean into just reading, taking naps, doing, you know, coloring books, going for walks, Mm -hmm. taking baths so that something can break in my mind. um, Those have been the things that have really served me. Writing. I use my notes app or my, um, what is that, uh, the voice recorder mm-hmm. to really just process out loud what I'm seeing, what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking. If I'm just like, you know what, my bathroom feels all messy. I need to get that together. I need to buy, you know, this kind of makeup compartment. I need to get, you know, my towels in a basket. I really have to organize my mind mentally to then be able to work in the physical, you know, aspect of my, my work. Um, And I've learned that about myself for sure. I can't just push through. I really have to stop and do something else that frees up my mind mentally. And Mm -hmm. then I can get back into the work um, and reading. Like I'm reading, I'm going between three different books now that are three different subjects, but they're all related to like, um reworking or or not reworking, going into sort of like your into yourself to come out and, and produce work. So one is Getting Good With Money by um Tiffany Alice, oh, the yeah. budget, teacher, mm-hmm. who I love. But I feel like her book is really helping because Again, it's that compartmentalizing. It's really, you know, writing down on paper your budgets, your numbers, seeing stuff clearly so that you aren't, it's not all just jumbled in your mind. And I'm reading um Kokai's new book called Yak, You Are Ketchup, which is also the sort of like going into yourself and and getting your your structure, your framework, knowing who you are creatively, so that you can speak to that in every sector of your work. Um, No matter who you're talking to and kind of, you know, remembering why you created a thing and how you are you are the 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 essence of creating that work. And then another book, um, I'm blanking on her name, I believe it's Rebecca, but she wrote a book called Start the Damn Thing. And it's about, you know, galvanizing black women in entrepreneurship to really create, start whatever the thing is that you want um usually, like, I don't really read how-to books or self-help books um, a lot, if at all. I'm very big into, like, um, nonfiction stuff, like historical text. But those are the kind of books that I definitely gravitate toward when I need a little bit of breathing space and to compartmentalize and to come out of any sort of blocks. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're there to service you and other people's knowledge is... I love to take that in and, and sort of use my discernment to see what I'll keep and what to put to the side.
1: Who and what inspires you? Um,
2: Just uh, people who think outside the box, unorthodox people, people who go outside of their comfort zone. Um, my mom inspires me, you know, first and foremost, just cause she's a amazing, beautiful, very just, just warm spirited, person, and I strive every day to be more, she, I always tell her, like, you're way nicer than me. <laughs> like, I'm like, you're you're too nice, you know, and I'm the person like, you need to tell them. Da, 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 da. But, you know, I learned a lot from her about, you know, you attract more bees with honey. So that's, that's something that I think about, you know, um, a lot. And just, again, the movers, the shakers who are just disrupting the industry, as far as like TV and film, Issa Rae is like a huge inspo for me, just the fact that she built her empire from the ground, literally from the ground up. And I love her um, philosophy about like networking across versus networking up, which nothing, there's nothing wrong with networking up, but the way she did it she networked across everybody was hungry everybody bartered and like you do this for me I do this for you and now the whole squad is like winning together you know so just that those kinds of things inspire me um Shonda Rhimes (laughs) inspires me uh the Courtney Kemp's like all the 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 amazing women, specifically women of color who are just disrupting their industry and, you know, switching the status quo and fortune favors the brave. Like you have to be brave to get the fortune and whatever the fortune means for you. And I'm not talking about monetary. I'm not talking about, and it can be money, but I'm I'm not talking about money in this instance, but health, wealth, happiness, peace, purpose is fortune. So I feel like fortune definitely you know is is for people who are brave enough to go get it so you got to go get it is basically what I'm sure. saying
1: thank you everyone for watching or for listening to the name of better duo podcast we'll be back same time same place next week until then thank you for watching thank you for listening I'm Renee Nicole have a good one